Welcome to episode two of Board Meeting. This week, we get to talk with the Chief Sales Officer for Colorado Native Roofing and Exteriors, Brian Barnes. I'm really excited to pick his brain and introduce you guys to the world of roofing. So without further ado, let's get it going. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Hey, Courtney, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of wanted to kick this off. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, um, and what got you into roofing? Um, yeah, um, well, I'm, I'm 39, uh, male, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I... I I've been uh, in the construction industry for a while. Um, I cut my teeth uh, doing landscaping and um, things like that a while ago. I had my own business, um, but I've uh, I've kind of drifted in between different jobs until the um, until this point. But um, I always wanted to get back into the construction industry because it's. Um, it's just a lot of fun to be able to interact with people on a daily basis, face to face, not over computers, not, you know, not sitting at a desk all day, uh, sunshine on your face and sometimes a tool in your hand every once in a while. It's um, to me, there's nothing really better in the world than, uh, than, than being able to do that kind of stuff. So um, I'm not really, I'm not really passionate about um, roofs or even sales even, but um, I'm incredibly passionate about customer service. So that's one of the things that uh, I, I wanted to get back into an industry where I could really control that customer experience um, pretty much from start to finish um, and just make it the absolute best possible uh, experience that, that is out there. And, and that's what I really found with Colorado Native um, and why I really, uh, I really moved into, um, into this role that I'm in now, because it's just, a, it's unbelievable uh, uh, what we're able to do here and impress people. And, and at the end of the day, leave everybody with a smile on their face. And that's, to me, that's, um, that's, that's the most important thing that you have for your job is to, to go home smiling at the end of the day, because uh, you just made someone else's day and you made some money doing it. So um that's that's pretty much it yeah I can absolutely appreciate that um talk to us a little bit more about what sets Colorado Native apart on the customer service side I know that you know contractors kind of do things differently across the board um everybody kind of has their own way of doing things especially when it comes to working with homeowners so tell us a little bit about how Colorado Native is different yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I mean, in almost every conceivable way, um, it's different. And, and that's really one of the reasons why um, why I teamed up with Colorado because we there was a huge there's a huge um, lack of customer service in the construction industry. Right. I mean, we all have the stereotype of, of the, uh, the construction worker that, you know, shows up an hour late on scheduled. Um, you have no idea what's going on. You get surprise bills, uh, you know, the projects are delayed and, and no communication. It, it's really very, very easy to impress people in this industry um, by, by just doing what you should do normally. And then 
you know, we're able to, to go above and beyond where people at the end of the day, sometimes they're just kind of giggling. Like, this is just silly guys. Like this is, this is a ridiculous experience, <laughs> which, you know, which is what we're aiming for. And, you know, some of the, some of the things that we, we do, you know, emails, text messages, the communication is one of the biggest things. Like we're, we're just over the top communicators. You always know what's going on. You're never surprised um, either by uh, how much things are costing or um, uh, when when things are happening. Um, but aside from the communication, we we've really you know kind of set the standard for um, what we call our built right guarantee, which um, you know basically basically says if it's an insurance job, you know we're going to build it correctly despite what insurance is, is going to pay. And we're going to try to get that from insurance on the back end. If we don't, we're going to assume that cost, you know, on, on anything that, that separates our invoice from the RCB, the, the, the replacement cost value that um, insurance is paying out. Um, we're going to cover that difference and we're going to build it right. So that in itself, I, I don't know any other contractor that's done that. It's very unique to us. We kind of invented it. Um, and that is uh, really one of the differentiators that separates us apart, apart, you know, aside from just being just being a good businessman, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's as, as funny as it sounds, it's rare to find in this industry that you just have you just have good businesses that know how to um, how to how to create a great customer experience. And, you know, we like to say that we're a, we're a customer experience company. Um, that also does construction. So um, that's really kind of, that's the biggest thing I would think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the built right guarantee, I mean, that has to be a huge relief to homeowners because I know in some instances, you know, maybe their insurance company doesn't cover the costs for like code upgrades. And so then they have to assume that cost on the back end, And that wasn't something that they were anticipating. I mean, most homeowners anticipate paying out their deductible because they have to, but they don't think about the other things that, you know, could come into play when they're getting the roof repaired or replaced. Absolutely. And there's so many, every different city has different rules and regulations, right? So Loveland's different than Fort Collins, Fort Collins is different than Greeley. Um, you know, even counties are different than the different cities on, in terms of, of code and what insurance is going to pay. And they're, they're going to pay the least amount possible because they're running a business, too. You can't really blame them, although I kind of do. Um, but, they're, you know, they don't, they, don't, they don't want to pay out what they don't have to. And so what that ends up doing is it leaves a void in some instances of a, a very critical component to the build that insurance isn't paying for. And so what happens is... Um, if you're not, you know, part of our company or, or someone's not um, doing something like we're doing is the homeowner has to come out of pocket for something very critical or make a decision that they're not going to put that on their roof or, or their house. Um, and then live with that knowledge that, oh, we, you know, insurance didn't pay for ice and water shield. I was told it's very important to prevent ice dams and leaking roofs and all that stuff. Um, but you know, I, I guess I'm going to live with that because I can't afford to, to go out of pocket on it. So it's a huge relief and not only in, in the um, amount of money that we, we save um, the customer, but also um, just in, in the time delays. And that's the other thing that a lot of people don't realize is a lot of times um, companies will get that 
that money from insurance, but it's through a process called supplementing. And what, what happens is like, for instance, we had a really good example um, a couple of weeks ago where we were doing a roof and we tore it off and we found a cedar shake. And then we found underneath that cedar shake, we found a skip decking. Well, we can't roof over skip decking. We have to put, we have to completely resheath the roof and, and put brand new decking on the entire thing, which is a big expense, um, a, a very big expense. Um, takes, uh, you know, a, a good amount of time. What most companies would do is they would say, okay, insurance is probably going to pay for this, but in case they don't, we're going to put a halt to this bid. We're going to tarp everything, this build, we're going to tarp everything over. We're going to go to insurance and tell them that we need more money to put on the decking. And so now there's these huge time delays, sometimes two or three weeks, you got a tarp on your roof um, instead of getting this build done. Um, while the company is waiting for insurance to pay them. Well, what we did is we found that skip decking. And in the very same day, we put on the, we put on the decking because we're not, we're not asking insurance for that money that day. We're going to ask them for it later after the build is done. We're going to take a bunch of pictures and ask them for it. And if they don't cover it, we do. So um, yeah, bill guarantee, it, it's a, it's a game changer for people. That's awesome. Um, kind of moving into, cause the built right guarantee really feeds into insurance, I feel like. So can you talk to me a little bit more about how store with storm restoration projects, you guys work with insurance? Absolutely. Yep. So, um, another thing that really kind of sets us apart is there's, there's always this huge conflict between contractors and insurance. And we're honestly, we're, we're trying to change, change the game. Um, we're, we're trying to really um, make those people our allies because when contractors and insurance agents fight, the customer's left in the middle and it's like, it's like mom and dad getting a divorce or something. You know, they're just looking back and forth like, I don't know what to do here. So it's just, it puts the customer in a bad, a bad situation and a bad experience. So um, what one of the things we really try hard to do is establish these good relationships with the insurance companies, um, the insurance agents themselves, um, the insurance adjusters in particular, um, you know, and, and really try to foster a, a friendly um, co-working environment where we're working with insurance and, and the customer is not caught in the middle, um, you know, with a, a battle between the contractor and, and insurance, which happens all the time. So. Um, that's, that's really something that sets us apart, but, um, walking through the insurance process itself, you know, so the first thing we need to do is make sure that there's damage on the roof before you file a claim, because you don't want a bunch of claims on your, on your property that are, are, um, are not getting, are not getting paid for by insurance. It's going to raise your premium. So the first, the first and one of the most important things is, the contractor actually gets on your roof or inspects your siding or, or whatever the storm damage issue is and make sure there's damage and that they show you that damage. So we do an inspection report. It's a 30 point uh, roof inspection, go over all kinds of details on the roof and, you know, components. A lot of, a lot of the contractors um, will, will do a quick, you know, 10 minute drone flyover. Sometimes they just use a hail map to determine if a, if a house should have damage and tell you, hey, you got damage up there. Um, don't, don't, don't ever fall for that trick. Make sure they're getting on your roof. Make sure they're doing an inspection. Make sure they're showing you the photos, you know. Um, so that's one of the things that, that we do. After that, um, you know, we will recommend a claim or say, hey, you don't have damage. 
call us next time. Uh, and that's a hundred percent free service. You can, you can call us every, every single storm you get. We're more than happy to come out, take a look and make sure that everything's in, in proper condition um, and give you a report for that. So after, after the inspection report and after you file your claim, um, we'll recommend that we show up to the adjuster meeting. So, um, you know, typically the adjuster just schedules that and we make time in our schedule for whenever that happens. And we make sure we're there, whether it's a weekend, a lot of times it, you know, it is on the weekend or um, whether it's late at night, it's important that we're there. So we make sure that we're there at that adjuster meeting. And the reason why it's important is because we need to point out all the things that, that we saw during our inspection report, make sure the adjuster seeing it. Um, because adjusters are humans just like anybody else and just like any other any other trade or, or, or job, there's really good adjusters and there's not so good adjusters. So we make sure that we level up all the adjusters to, to see everything that we're seeing. Um, and, and almost almost every time, if, if we've seen damage, um, you know, 95% of the times we're able to show that to the adjuster as well and they agree with us. So uh, we make sure we, we, we establish those friendly connections with those adjusters as well, because um, it's important. So after that adjuster meeting, um, we're gonna work with insurance to, to make sure that they're covering everything they should be covering, but um, we're not delaying the build process during that. So most companies will, like I said before, send it to supplementing before the build um, gets going. Uh, what we do is we just need that first check from insurance as down payment. Um, we'll take the deductible um, from the client and then we'll do the build and then we make it really simple. So really for the client's end of it, the only thing that they have to do is call the insurance agent and let them know that they have damage. And we pretty much handle the rest of it on our own in terms of insurance. The client doesn't ever have to battle with insurance about damage. They don't ever have to battle them about the stuff that should be on the roof because we're putting that all on there um, before they even really approve it. And then we're going to try to get it from them afterwards uh, in, in what's called supplementing. Awesome. That makes it so much more hands-off for the homeowner. And I'm sure that that is much appreciated because I think when it comes to insurance, I mean, I know as a homeowner, I had no idea what my insurance documents look like. Um, quite frankly, I didn't know what any of those things meant. And I feel like a lot of other homeowners are in the same boat. They just know that they have to pay their deductible, but they don't really understand what everything else means. And to be able to have a company that helps walk you through the process from, I mean, even filing the claim all the way to, you know, the end, the between the steps between the adjuster meeting and supplementing and all of that. And that's really key because I just don't think a lot of people really truly understand the process when they're getting their roof replaced. The process, or if you've ever received an insurance claim and you get that document from insurance and you're like, what the heck is this thing? It, it reads like a, like a, you know, a lawyer's agreement. You, it just is incredibly confusing to look at if you don't know what you're seeing, if you're not looking at it every day, like we are, you know, but um, it is very, very confusing. So that is, that's certainly a part of it is breaking down this claim. Not, and, you know, it depends. Each customer is a little bit different. Some customers want to know exactly what's going on and we'll sit down with them and be like, okay, this is what this means. This is what this means. This is what this means. So our customers are just like, hey, can you get the roof built right? Of course we can. Built right guarantee. I'll take care of everything else. Thank you very, you know, thank you very much. And I'm hands off. 
Um, so yeah, those things are, those things are crazy. Um, but it's, uh, it's very important to know, to have someone that knows what they're looking at on that stuff, because, um, if you just get it and you just go with what insurance is giving you, I can guarantee you 100% of the time insurance has left something off of there. And if your contractor is not looking for it, you're just missing out on, on a critical component for your roof or siding. Awesome. Um, kind of moving into those components, talk to me a little bit about some of the products that you guys use, some of your favorite products and why you use them. Yeah. So we, we do pretty much an exhaustive uh, search for the best products possible. Um, and, and we really, really pride ourselves on that because at the end of the day, no matter how good a job we do, uh, no matter how good job their crew does, if we're putting on a lower quality product, you're getting a lower quality bill. So um, every single year we meet with all of the manufacturers, we get their latest and greatest um, product spiel. Um, here's a little secret about, about the, um, the construction product industry is these manufacturers, a lot of times they'll give these huge rebates and incentives to contractors um, to use their product because most contractors are not looking at the product itself. They're not doing um, independent testing like we are <laughs> on the products. Um, we're building hail guns and we're shooting them at shingles uh, and we're, you know, we're, we're finding out which ones are the best. Um, so it's really, it's really, really um, critical um, that um, you are aware as a customer that you're not necessarily getting the best product that your contractor is recommending. What you're most likely getting is a product that the contractor is getting a huge rebate on, or if he sells enough of them, it's getting a free trip to Mexico at the end of the year. Um, so it, it really is, it was one of the surprising things that, that I learned about when I got into the industry was um, it, it's kind of just a dirty practice that these, these, um, these manufacturers do to try to incentivize people to use their products. And, and typically in our, in our research, we found that the higher the contractor incentive is, the lower quality of the product is. So we kind of threw all that stuff out of the window and we, we just went on products. And believe me, it was a tough decision to make because when you're looking at free trips to Mexico or putting on the best quality product, you know, there is that little devil on your shoulders, like you would like to go to Mexico. And then, you know, we, we had a very quick conversation, like, no, this isn't, that. this isn't how we're building this company. This isn't how we want to do it. We're putting on the best products, period. Um, so with that being said, um, to answer your question, um, Malarkey, um, great shingle, very, very good. Uh, they have state-of-the-art SBS technology. Um, their shingles actually pull smog out of the air, believe it or not. Um, they, they have stood up to our testing um, as good as or better than any of the other shingles. Um, they have great warranties for the clients. So Malarkey shingles, CertainTeed is really good. We like CertainTeed. There's a new shingle out there um, called F-Wave um, that we're actually just starting to get into testing on, but it's, um, it's essentially a hail-proof shingle um, that, that is self-healing. So like if it gets a little dent in it and, and gets some heat on it, it'll actually heal itself, which is kind of crazy. So more, more on that to come. Stay tuned on the F-Wave stuff. Um, in terms of siding, uh, LP is really good. Um, painting, um, Sherman Williams, uh, you know, we use the premium Sherman Williams paints, but, 
Um, that was a really long-winded answer to, to let you know a, a few products, but we really, every year, you know, it could change um, because we're, we're testing these products every year. And, and, and typically, you know, manufacturers are coming out with new stuff every couple of years. So it's always, it's always in flux. We're not married to any brand because we're not tied to any incentives. Yeah, that's important. That's, that's crazy. I, you know, I think most people and wouldn't anticipate that manufacturers are pushing out those types of incentives. And I mean, when you're looking at, you know, business, you're like, hell yeah, I'll take a free trip to Mexico and I'll also take as much profit as I can get off of a roof. And, you know, I think personally, I mean, with builder grade shingles, most builders put on Tamco and you're going to have to replace your roof the first mm-hmm. time it storms. So absolutely. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Builder grade shingles are horrible. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Don't be, uh, don't be impressed by uh, someone's badge that says GAF master uh, elite uh, roofing. That, that just means they're getting a lot of free trips. That's all I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. So I kind of want to just wrap this up, but I want to talk to you about what's what's the most unexpected thing that you've learned about the roofing industry and also anything else you want us to know? Yeah. I mean, there's been, there's been quite a few surprises. Um, the, uh, the manufacturer stuff was, was a bit eye opening when I got into the industry. The, um, I think the biggest thing that I was surprised at when I started doing, um, inspections was, the lack of attention to detail on, on all of the roofs that I've, I've been on. And I have not been on one single roof that was properly ventilated, which is crazy. Um, and let me, I'll tell you a secret about ventilation. If it doesn't sound like that big of a deal, and obviously it's not to, to I guess, every single roof out there except for us, because I haven't seen a single roof that's been properly ventilated again. But if your roof's not properly ventilated, not only are, is your house bill, you know, your heating and electric bill going to be higher. Um, but, uh, your roof, uh, shingle warranty is completely voided. So, you know, these, <laughs> a lot of these roofers are, are pushing these huge warranties on, on the shingle. And that's one of their biggest sales pitches. And then they don't take the time to look at the ventilation and the, and the warranty is voided the day after they put the roof on, which is to me, it just blows my mind that they went, take the time because these vents are cheap. I mean, a, a soffit vent costs like $3. I think, you know, we charge like $10 to put a, a soffit vent in something like that, something stupid like that. You know, a, a, a static vent is like $30. And you're talking about, you know, 10, 15, 20, $30,000 roof bid build, and you're not taking the time to put a $30 vent on a roof, which is really frustrating to me. But you know, that's, that's just the ventilation. And then you get into to all the other stuff with, you know, the, the vents are, are not even in the right places on the roof. If they did put their vents on the roof for, um, there's no ice and water shields. And, and we're talking about new builds where this is, this has been code um, in some cases for a while and they didn't put ice and water shield on the roof. So um, you know, that, that stuff is, is frustrating and it, it drives me crazy because they're, they're super simple things. If you're just paying attention to the details and, and quite frankly, it's not an old problem. We were just on a roof, um, up in Timnath 
Um, and it was a new build. This is a new neighborhood, very um, expensive house, very big roof, um, nice area. Um, and, and they were underventilated by like 80%. It, it was crazy. I don't know how they passed code. They must have slipped a guy a pizza or something. But um, that, that for sure has been one of the, the most eye-opening things um, that I've seen that really simple fix. You know, it's a simple math equation and just taking the time to look at it. Yeah, well, I'm. If, if most homes are not properly ventilated, then they must not even be checking. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is. That's crazy. Well, that is. I think most people don't know that, and so that's super helpful. And you know, it's just wild to me that you know, if you don't have your home properly ventilated, not only are you running the risk of you know, mold and things like that, because air gets, just gets trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also voiding your roof warranty. <laughs> it causes all sorts of problems. And a lot of times we'll see these roofs, I'll be up on a roof and you'll have um, these, the roof is burning up. The, the roof is literally burning up. The, the shingles are, you know, you're getting all these, all these um, granules in your gutter and they don't, you know, like, I don't know why this is happening. It's a newer roof. Well, your roof's burning up. Those granules are literally just falling off into your gutters. So it's a big problem. It's, it, and it's very easily solved. That's crazy. Well, thank you for that. Um, and last question, what would you say is like the craziest story or roofing story that you've heard or been a part of? Oh, well, <laughs> there's been, there's been quite a few experiences I think um, one of the one of the funnest, I guess, is one of the craziest stories was the um, the the roof with the skip decking. We just kept running into surprise after surprise on that. That house was built in 1905, so those ones are always fun, and you kind of go into it expecting some some surprises. Um, you know, getting on a 12 12 pitch is always fun. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm actually afraid of heights, believe it or not. So. Um, that's one of the things I actually enjoy about my job is that I, I truly feel in life that you should do something every single day that scares you a little bit. So, um, that, that's one of the, that's one of the aspects that I enjoy, but, um, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, I was talking to a customer the other, the other day that, um, he, uh, his neighbor, he was in an, he's in a very strict HOA and his neighbor had just re-roofed his house. They didn't check with the HOA. They put on the a color shingle that wasn't approved by the HOA. Brand new roof, and they had to rip it off a week later and re-roof the entire thing. Again, attention to details. You got to check HOA stuff. So awesome. And if if you are dealing with an HOA or you're a homeowner that has a really strict HOA, is Colorado Native a company that would kind of help walk you through that process as well? Oh, absolutely. And, and we, um, we're actually, we're really, we're, we're local, right? So um, Northern Colorado, we're very familiar with this area. We're very familiar with most of the HOAs in this area. I actually have the contact information for most of them. So when I go into a neighborhood, I know right off the bat, like, hey guys, you know, I'm going to have to send in an HOA approval form for you. I already got the contact email address. Um, I'm going to take care of this for you. I just need you to sign this real quick. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of that. Makes it, it makes it very simple. Most HOAs are actually very easy to deal with, um, but we'll, we'll handle that process for sure. Wow. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I think I learned a lot and it was awesome to hear 
your, your perspective on the roofing industry and also how Colorado Native is different. And so my message to everybody in Northern Colorado is if you need any type of exterior work, any roof repairs, replacements, anything Colorado Native can definitely help you. Um, and I think that, you know, based on other roofing industry or roofing companies in, in the area, I think that Colorado Native's customer service is top notch and way above the rest. I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Courtney. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Have a great day. Bye. All right. Next week, we're going to be talking with Lauren Galbate. She is a local real estate agent in Northern Colorado, and we are going to be talking with her about all things residential real estate and how it relates to the world of general contracting. So excited to pick her brain. Be sure to tune in next week. And if you like what you've heard so far, please feel free to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Thanks. Powered by Colorado Native General Contracting. Copyright 2021.